thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. That right there is Alex Corley. That right there is Michael Odenbeck. And this is our Soberless Thoughts. And tonight we are going to be talking about all those uh, past lives that we had and all the new lives that we're going to be making. Not really. We're talking about reincarnation and we have a special guest on with us. Uh, one of the co-hosts of Celestial Mystery Hour, the podcast, Michael Reimer. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be on here and I can't wait to see what I screw up this time. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Oh, you, you're you not screwing nothing up, man. Uh, this is the screw-up podcast. You, uh, you're right in, the, right, right in the sweet spot. That's right, man. I, yeah. just, I know just enough about the topic to get myself in trouble, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Welcome I know to our lives. We, we know just enough. Uh, we don't know any of enough, and so we just stay in trouble all the time. This should be the fucking just the troublemakers podcast. It really should be. Yeah, we're we gonna rename it troublemakers. I used to joke around that I I I've I swear we should call this podcast the back alley podcast because every time we would start on a topic, it would never end that way. Next thing you know, we're talking about like I don't know, like it, like if we talk about reincarnation, next thing you know, we're talking about how. Uh, like a poker match in Uganda is controlling the weather in South Florida or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all related. That's how we get to that <laughs> shit. That's, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> putting that point in there for me. Yeah. <laughs> Polishing that off. <laughs> exactly. That was so sincere. It's all connected, though. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> uh, uh, You're right. It's all part of our programming in the Matrix. Yeah. Alex, uh, <laughs> so what special alcoholic beverage are we uh are we looking at tonight so tonight we are looking up something different something that has been reincarnated if you want to actually put it in those terms so uh i don't know if everyone's familiar with but there was a great beer by the brewery country boy uh cougar bait is the name of it i know catchy title uh it is an american blonde ale clean and crisp um and as they put on their log line cougar bait is here to help you with your catch and whatever you may be fishing for um it's definitely a blonde ale it has a little bit of like that citrusy notes to it um kind of like a blue moon kind of jazz if you want to put it in like beer terms it's a uh, 4.9 alcohol now we're drinking the key lime pie version of it so basically they made this great beer so you can go out cougar hunting and they're like, let's step it up a notch. Let's let's go to the next level. Let's let's die and come back with something better. So uh, they basically <laughs> added uh, <laughs> lime and some other notes to it, which to me it, it's very. Oh, man, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's very like summery. Has definitely that lime citrusy. Like it's one that's like if you drink it in the middle of the day on a hot summer's day, it's very light, very refreshing. Kind of reminds me of like 
Blue Moon and a Corona had a love child together is the best I can describe it. And this is actually 5% alcohol. Oh, so it's tasty and it'll get you there. Well, yeah. Those are those are my dude. I think I've said this on a podcast before, but it's worth mentioning again. Uh, I always look at the alcohol content of a beer <laughs> before I buy it. And if it's if it's something ragtag like four percent, I'm not buying that shit. Yeah. I need something that's gonna put a little extra punch in my gut. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this podcast will do that to you. Um <laughs> I uh I I gotta be honest. I keep in my fridge stock like the four percent alcohol beers, or I, like, and I, I use them as like chasers for everything else. Whether I'm shooting whiskey <laughs> or vodka, but I like I gotta wash it down with something. Let's reach for one of those. Because it's mainly because I'm a beer drinker, so it's like I have to finish the night with a beer. I just can't finish it with a you know with a nice margarita or you know uh daiquiri or something like that like no i need to finish it with a beer i could finish my night with a white russian yeah that would be the perfect thing to finish it off with (laughs) or uh or a big tall glass of mudslide (laughs) dude i still have one of those uh i still have one can of that christmas ale from back before christmas that we drank those things that were fucking nasty. They tasted like potpourri. Yeah. Right. I still have one can of that left in my fridge and I'm just saving it for, for somebody to come over to my house and be like, Hey, you got a beer? And I'm like, save it for me. I'm like, yeah, I got a beer. Here you go, buddy. I'll I'll drink it for you. Hey man, those are 9% alcohol, by the way. I know, which is why I haven't got rid of it yet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword you're like it's so much alcohol but i gotta taste all that uh, right i do like that beer but it's got to be cold out now if i come over to your house in the summer i'm like man we're all hanging out on the back deck you got a beer <laughs> that's gonna be the last thing i want yeah let me get some crude motor oil that tastes like a gingerbread man farted in it like yeah <laughs> dude but when you do come over this summer and hang out on my back deck, I will be giving you that beer. <laughs> I know. Cause I'm the one that, that made you buy that beer. I'm the reason we had that on the podcast. I know it's coming. Well, here you go, buddy. <laughs> you can go ahead and vomit off the side of the deck. <laughs> all right. We'll taste that and let's see what it, let's see what it tastes like. All right. All right. Wait to see me too 
it, uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely light. You get a little bit of that citrusy from the, uh, the blonde ale, but man, that lime comes through like a champ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could the key definitely lime pie. You can taste that. See, I'd like, I guess it's key lime. I keep adding the pie to it, but I guess I'm like waiting for some of those notes, but it's just like key lime. Like the lime yeah. is there. Um, Actually, I can even take you one step further down the reincarnation hole that me and the wife figured out. Um, we were at a uh, an art festival in Lexington, Kentucky. And at an art festival, they had nothing but like art and a bunch of brewery tents. Well, uh, Country Boy was there, and they had their key lime, and they also had their coconut hefeweizen. And I took the key lime Hefe- and Hefe- the hefeweizen, <laughs> and I poured them together and I made something that was delicious what's a Hefeweizen Hefeweizen yeah it's a German style beer that's a little bit more wheat based um so kind of similar to like a Blondale but it's gonna be not as crisp definitely um a little bit more sweeter a little bit more uh, weed always kind of gives it that citrus. Like that's actually probably there's wheat in their blonde ale, so that's like where you get that citrusy notes to it. Um, but yeah, it's just like a German style beer for the most part. Mm, sounds delicious. You ever have like a? I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I was about to say, have you ever had a Ho Garden? Um, yes, actually. Hold on. You're making me have to look this up. We've had that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we have. Man, I'm starting to like lose all the... Don't worry, buddy. I got a list. Uh, thank God somebody does. Uh, so <laughs> it's so I was right. So Hefeweizen is a German-style beer, arguably one of the most recognizable beer styles. German-style Hefeweizen often strike a... Offers a striking beer experience with distinct wheat malt, unique yeast, and uncharacteristic appearance. Yeah, it's usually unfiltered. Mm, so it's one of those ones where you pour it in the glass, and then you look in the bottom of your glass, and you see all kinds of shit floating in it. Yeah, that's like the yeast and sediment. Yep. Mm, those are awesome. <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, tonight reincarnation i'm gonna do a little i'm gonna do a little experiment uh how many mike we'll let you go first how many uh past lives do you think you've had a thousand at least if not more at least i'm gonna go a million a million change my answer at least a million yeah we've been here a long time you know or it's been around for a while. I'm going to go with th- a million. A million. What do you think, Alex? Man, I was going like <laughs> like five. But Michael, I see what you're talking about. It, like, if you think about it, you know, you would have been a lonely little organism at one point that got right. eaten by something else. And then you come back and now you're like a multi-celled organism and so on and so on i never thought of it that way until you said that and i was like okay okay i was thinking human lives could be yeah yeah i know you know the weird thing about it is i was looking and 
I always thought that you could come back as a grasshopper or like a bird or something like that. But these new age philosophers only think that you come back as another human being. So maybe it is only five. You know, I yeah. don't know. I think it's infinite. It could be. I think it's infinite. Like there has been and because because why does it even have to be Earth, right? Because I'm stuck on this. We're coming from another planet thing. Man. Oh, shit. Right. So why does it have to be Earth-based organisms? It could be anything in the freaking multi-universe of everything that is. Uh, that's against the rules. That's against the rules. No. No. You know what? What's where's the rules? I didn't see no list of rules wrote out in the heavens. I didn't see it. It's not wrote in the stars. Hey, uh, I just want you to know, uh, Michael, this is a new record. Um, we've been like 10 minutes in the podcast and we're already on aliens. Uh, usually it takes a little bit longer. Um, but you know, (laughs) I've listened to a few episodes and I know Mike really is into ancient aliens. So I'm excited about this. No, no, no. I, I, I'm right there with them and I get what you're saying and I like where you're taking us to be honest with you. Yeah, dude, we've, we have came from beings that we don't even know of. Here's, here's something that I, here's something related. Okay. I was listening to this this lady give a speech about how she was doing deep dive hypnotism into these people right and uncovering their past lives through hypnosis and a lot of these people she was finding out through hypnosis that their past lives weren't even human so then okay so were they like an eagle or were they you know what were they no they were from entirely other universes and when they they, and when they died the quote-unquote god figure and like whatever like home heaven base that you go to when you die was like hey we need people on earth uh we need humans on earth would you like to uh volunteer to be a human on earth and their soul was like all right i guess i'll take one for the team and i'll go be a human on earth for a little while and then sent them down and then they became a human on earth in 1962 (laughs) (laughs) you know i all right so i got a couple things for you one uh man this is gonna throw is this is throwing me off mike and michael uh so michael when you were saying like a million lives that makes more sense now with his theory just for the fact that like you know our plan is only so many years old but if you incorporate all the other ones that have been existing for a longer period of time the millions of lives actually kind of make sense and two i don't know why but when i start thinking about reincarnation you all know like the uh, the phone operator from like the 1940s where it was like the lady with like the board and she had like all the wires. Oh, yeah. And she was like, uh, excuse me, uh, operator. Oh, uh, connecting. And they were just like doing this. Like, that's what I'm picturing, like heavenly figures, like trying to figure like, oh, shit, Mike died as a rat. Uh, 
Uh, all right, what do you want to be, man? All right, oh, you want to be a human on Earth? Boom! Like there, there. All right, uh, Alex, uh, what do you? Uh, what were you? Uh, grasshopper, and you you got stepped on. Okay, over here. Uh, we're gonna make you a dog, and then we'll make you a human, and then uh, <laughs> right. We've got a dog body being born over here. We need a yeah, soul to yeah, fill yeah. it. Yeah, you're only gonna last thirty minutes. Sorry, and then uh. <laughs> 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 we got to think about the next one after that. We needed some time. Right. It's weird, though, because it seems like the ancient religions taught that uh, reincarnation was only like you could be reincarnated as like you said, like a, you know, like a grasshopper or something like that. But when I was looking into it now, I'll tell you the utmost authority on this. I was going to mention it. Hans Wilhelm. You ever heard of him? No. How does that name sound familiar? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't either until today, but he's got a lot of YouTube videos where he likes to draw <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's the top hit on YouTube. So uh, now, according to him, it seems like you only come back as a human, which is news to me because I thought you'd come back, you know, ant, eagle, something like that. But he says you get a choice how you come back. So if you're somebody that needs to learn love or something like that, or somebody that needs to learn how to take care of somebody, you come back as a uh, he like a cripple or something like that. Like he said, you get a choice in the matter. Now I don't know who made him the expert, but you know he's got a lot of YouTube videos. What if? What if? So does that mean that life is all predestined? Like okay, I need to, I need to come back as somebody who needs to learn how to love more, right? So does that mean I'm gonna go into this body? And then that body and that person will have that dilemma already predestined for them that they have to now learn to love more when they, when they grow. According to that, it seems like yes. And also, he said that you test your body out. So when you come back, when the baby's kicking in the stomach, according to this guy, that's the soul testing out to see if it's going to be a right fit for it. So in that sense, it would be predetermined. Yeah. Well, but what does he know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like he knows a lot. He did have a, lot, a nice necklace. He had, he had a really nice necklace that made him look like he knew what he was. Talking about. <laughs> I got a question for you. What are the souls preparing for? Like what, why are we all trying to be this perfect sphere of soldom? Like, like you need to learn how to love more but to why? do what yeah right. like what so what's you, the what's the next step so then we can learn how to like kick ass and do something else <laughs> and then like but like eventually once you like get all those components like it would be enlightenment it would be to reach that final destination according Ooh, to the people that believe okay yeah. so the whole thing's about karma Right. Mm. So if in one life that you were, you know, say you rob somebody or something like that, you're tied to that person. So all the good things and the bad things you've done, you've yeah. done. And he, you know, the Bible talks about it. He called it reaping and sowing just to use common vernacular. Yeah. But the thing about it that he was saying is you want your good karma. So that's why you get all these retries on life. So if you really screwed up your last life and need to learn more so you can reach that level of the light enlightenment, then that's why you come back. For certain purposes. Now, wouldn't it just be easier to be a vampire? <laughs> right? And then you live forever and you have this 
infinite amount of time to just learn all these different things. We talked Edward about Hall, this. Yeah, yeah we okay. talked about this when we talked about vampires like on Halloween two years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like vampires live forever. You could learn how to love. You could learn how to hate. You could learn how to fight. You could learn how to you could learn every single different religion there is. You could learn how to hunt werewolves. You could learn literally everything that you need to learn because you have ample amount of time to do it in. Once you're a vampire and you've learned everything there is to learn, do you then just magically ascend? If you can die. (laughs) That's their one dilemma, man. (laughs) Uh, Well, they say vampirism's a curse, too. Yeah. That's your damnation. Well, because you're watching all your loved ones die. I think that's the only reason why it's a curse. Or maybe they failed so many times at reincarnation, their curse was to live forever and never get reincarnated. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. They're like, you were such a dick in that life. <laughs> no. <laughs> that your curse you're, is no longer reincarnated. Yeah, sorry. You're not getting it. You're just going to be stuck here on Earth for a while. Yeah. Well, Maybe yeah. that's what ghosts are. That could be. If you could live forever, though, would you? I, I think about that all the time because I, I don't want to live forever. I want to live. And even the reincarnation thing, even that sounds like slavery to me, you know? I, I want to go someplace else. I, you know, one lifetime for me is enough here. I wouldn't want to live forever. What do you think, Alex? Do you want to live forever? No, I used I, when I was younger, when I was a young spry man, uh, I used to think, yeah, live forever. But now I'm like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, not at all. That is way too much. I mean, maybe if I was 20 years old forever, but even that would get old. I think I've just thought about it too many times. Just like, yeah, I like sleep too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing about just going to sleep forever sounds refreshing. <laughs> By the way, side note, I know this is random. When you were talking about uh, vampires, I couldn't help but think, but start combining what the things you've already talked about so far. And all I could think about was like, if you're a vampire, that live forever, you can then do anything because you can learn. You got the time to learn it. And it made me think, what if the ancient aliens guy with the big hair is a vampire? And he was like, dude, there's aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I've been researching this shit for like a thousand years. And this is what I found. (laughs) It's like, I saw them. I watched them build. I watched them build the fucking pyramids, man. They were there. I couldn't say it, but I was there. And this hair was popular in the 1400s. I don't care what they say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Michael, how do you think the pyramids were built? Oh, dude. Hey, hey. Now we're talking. Um, Have you heard of Robert Shock? Have you heard of that guy? Yeah, man. Yeah, Robert Shock, man. 30,000 years at the very least. Um, I, I think that there was an ancient civilization that was well more advanced on this earth, they looked at the weathering of the pyramids. And I'm sure you guys know this. I mean, but uh, they looked at the weathering on the pyra- pyramids and it, it, the last time there was enough rain to have that kind of weathering because it's not sand weathering. 
Right. Uh, it's water, right. according to these guys. And uh, he said 30,000 years, the very least. But you hear all these stories, like in South America. I read Graham Hancock's book, Fingerprints of the Gods. And they talk <laughs> oh, <yes>. about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys didn't know what you were in for. <laughs> no, we <laughs> read that book. And we no, no. I, I was going to say, it. I don't think you know this, but you just made it. You've just become a recurring person on this podcast <laughs> within the past five minute conversation. You've done that to yourself. <laughs> well, I consider that my punishment, you know, no, I'm just <laughs> no, but you know, so you guys know, you know, that, but they, they talk about uh, white people or, or somebody that looked, you know, different from the South Americans that came and taught them medicine and taught them all this stuff. And, you know, you guys can take it your way with the ancient alien theory. Uh, and that's, you know, very valid. But I think that there's also something to be said for people that migrated or at least explored North America. Uh, and, and that we're talking, you know, 15, 20, 30,000 years. And every time that they talk about, uh, Every time they talk about ancient civilizations, they keep having to push it back. I think now they found, what is it? Uh, the one down in South America. I can't remember the name of it, but they, they dated that back to 15,000 years. Right. So it's just yeah. a matter of time before we get to, you know, even further back than that. And I don't believe for a second, the whole, all, all the people in this continent came over through like the, the landmass between Russia and Alaska. Like during the like, during the ice age, well, they keep finding different artifacts and stuff that point to you know uh, like uh, Vikings and also the Knights Templar. They had that show on the History Channel that talked about what was it, uh, hidden history? Have you ever heard of that? No, but I'm going to now. Yeah, check it out. It's called Hidden History, and they're finding stuff like in South, like in New Mexico. Uh, from people like from the Knights Templar kind of stuff, like yeah. the dates are just way off. But, you know, me and Brandon talk about this on our podcast, but people, once you have and start teaching all these histories, you, you can't afford to be wrong. You know what I mean? So that's why they try to cover this stuff up because it's like, uh, you know, what we've been teaching for the last 50 years. Well, that's wrong. And for whatever reason, they don't just say that. You know, I'd respect them a lot more if they did, but the history that we were taught in schools is definitely not correct. Dude, one of the history teachers that I had in college literally wrote the textbook that we were going over. And, and yeah, and like he would be adamant about shit. And when I would bring this kind of stuff up in the class, and I'm like, that's why you're so adamant about it is because you wrote the goddamn book and then you right. want to come back and say, Oh, well, by the way, what I wrote is all bullshit. Right. Yeah. They're discrediting themselves, you know? So then you lose the scientific scientific method and all that stuff, right? Like there's no, once you have something, I was listening to one of these guys talk about reincarnation today and somebody asked a question to him and he was like, well, I'm just confused about it. And it was a guru an Indian guru. And he said, uh, that's where I want to keep you is confused. Because if you know the answers, then you stop learning, you know, and that that's this whole thing. It's just like we've come to a point, especially in America, where we have stopped learning and now you're just getting the same stuff over and over again. And I think that people don't want to lose credibility because that's their livelihood. 
That that shouldn't be how it is, though, because you should want to continue to learn. You should want to continue to find out the truth and explore and not just be so fucking like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And uh, from now on, you know, Einstein was right. Einstein was wrong. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, back to reincarnation. (laughs) Uh, do you know about the Dalai Lama and how that's a constant reincarnation, right? I did not. Uh, so is the Dalai Lama supposed to be a reincarnated of the one before it? Yeah, ma'am. There's a whole science behind it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm eating a Girl Scout cookie right now. <laughs> Dude, we do not blame you for that. Uh, it better be a thin man. Well, I can tell it you this. Is, and it's cold. Oh, um, I was going to say, I actually did look this part up that the major religions that hold the belief in reincarnations are uh, Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, and was it Sikhism? All of which arose in India. Oh, so uh, Kamala Harris should believe in reincarnation then. <laughs> Didn't you hear? She's the reincarnation of Julius Caesar. She said that. What? No, I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> when you true. said Julius, I I got to be honest. I, for some reason, I thought you were about to say Julia Childs. <laughs> when you started with Jew, I was like, uh-huh. She's the reincarnation of Julia Childs. So she's just going to slap butter on everything, huh? Okay. She might not know much about governing, but she's a heck of a cook. You yeah, know what I'm I, saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring this up for this episode, reincarnation, is because of my personal history with my little brother and his stories when he was around the age four and five of when I was older, quote unquote. And he used to go into great detail about all these stories about. When he was older, this happened. And when he was older, that happened. And then he told us one day, he said, when I was older, uh, or no, he asked my mom if she wanted to know how he died when he was older. And my mom was like, "Uh, sure. How did you die when you were older? And he goes into this story about how he went to this uh, ski resort in Colorado and uh, and basically was going down this hill that was too expert, like it was an expert black diamond hill or whatever, and he wasn't supposed to be on it, but he decided uh, he thought he was good enough to go down it. So he goes down it, and he wasn't good enough, and he ends up going off the path and slams right into a tree, and it kills him. Damn. And he even named like the lodge that it was at and all this stuff. What was the lodge? Dude, if I could remember, I would have had, I would have the shit like on, I'd be on the Discovery Channel, man. I was getting ready to say, you got to Google that. Yeah. So, well, my mom, she can't remember either, but she remembers at the time she looked it up and it was an actual lodge and all this stuff back, like back then, you know, I'm talking 25 years ago at least. And, uh, And it would just blew our minds that he 
had all these like memories it seemed like from when he was older and then like that only lasted like a year or two and then all of a sudden it was gone and he never talked about that kind of stuff again huh and we really think because there was no way like this was this was some ski lodge we'd never heard of and not only that story but there was multiple stories that he told where we would look that or my mom would look that stuff up and be like like all this shit is legit stuff and he's like we've never talked about any of this stuff none of it has anything to do with cincinnati ohio like how would he know any of this like he does he wasn't even in school at the time so he's only around us you know and we don't talk about it he's not watching any tv shows about it at the time it was the old tv where you got to turn the dial by hand you know (laughs) i mean bob ross ain't talking about this shit you know yeah i firmly believe that my little brother was uh reincarnated as some skier who met his fate going down a hill a little too fast slammed into a tree now it's time for one of you people to talk. Yeah, I know. I was like, well, I mean, you know, um, I don't know where to go after that. Cause like, <laughs> I, I've always thought about like, like what if I was reincarnated? Uh, and then I sit there and like, try to remember it or try to think about it. What would have been like, if I just relaxed my thoughts, can I just reclaim something? You think um, you could put yourself in a deep enough meditated state to recollect <laughs> past past lives? Well, like when I was, I guess when I was like little, like maybe, like try to think of something that is not familiar, but that's familiar kind of thing. Like try to like picture, like, you know how, uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard this, like, gist or whatever like they say like if you are uh, if you ever like you see people's faces in your dreams that you've never met before they say it's the the ghosts that are around you while you're sleeping and that's what you're seeing oh i don't like that no so thank you yeah so it's like it's one of those things like if so if you see someone you've never met before their face you know, I, I've read somewhere that it's the ghosts that are around you and it's just your subconscious bringing it to light. Well, then I was then they're like, well, why couldn't you like just try to imagine something that you've never been before, but it seems like you've been there before. Obviously, it never worked. I went, I'm not sitting there going like, yeah, I was, you know, I, I was in the third battalion in the you know, revolutionary war and I got shot in the gut and they had to cut my leg off or something like that. But well, there's um, entire military uh, divisions devoted to exactly what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, man. Remote viewing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Michael, do you know about remote viewing? Yeah. The men who stare at good. What was the project name? What was that called? You know, I don't remember. Oh, man, we're going to have to look. But yeah, they got an entire section of the CIA dedicated to that. Right. And people don't want to believe that stuff, but it's true. They did it, you yeah. know? And, all, and like, go ahead. It's all unclassified now. Yeah. And like back in 19, uh, what was it? 1930s or 1940s, Hitler. Have you ever heard of the Bell UFO? Yes. Or, I'm sorry. The Bell. Yeah. The, all that stuff was uh, they were channeling all these extraterrestrials from another dimension. And that's how they got the blueprints for that UFO. So what I'm saying is the governments believe in this stuff. 
right? Right. Like, you know, and, you know I don't know. But Alex, I'd, li- I'd be curious to know, how did you feel about Mike's story? How do you feel about his brother? Because I got my thoughts, but I'm curious to know yours. See, I, it's it's one of those I'm I'm always hesitant to dive in. Um, part of me wants to go like, how could you be so detailed about something? But at the same time, it's like, how imaginative is his brother? Right. Because don't get me wrong, I can spin a pretty good yarn myself, right. and I could just start. But it's the re- it's the references that will get me that I'm like, oh, it could be, it could be. Like you know, I've I've actually read stories about people that will like. There was one about like, some kid about uh, I remember him being a, like a famous like baseball player from like back like way back in the day, like in the 30s or something, and he like recollected this this whole person's life. And no one understands. They're like, there. He has no frame of reference for that. Like, there's no way he could have known any of this. And it's kind of like makes you go, like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, especially at such a young age, because if you're going from the idea that they came from, you know, the Akashic record, or they came from some other galaxy, because that was one of the things that I learned looking at this stuff today was that a lot of these modern gurus think that the some of the stars that we see are not really stars, but they're places that store uh, all of this karma. I know it sounds weird. This is new age stuff. Yeah. But you know, you know, you, you just think like I because myself, I am I used to be a devout Christian. Now I'm you know a Christian. Um but so I have a, a inclination, you know, to think like after you die, you go someplace else. But it's not necessarily this reincarnate cycle. But yeah. then you do hear stories like that, and it makes you think, you know, especially if they're just coming back into a new body, you know, like that would be the best time. And you don't have a bunch of things clouding your memory, you know, and you're more apt to believe certain things or you're more apt to have faith in it and remember if it was so fresh. So, you know, I don't know. How can you discredit somebody, something like that, though, especially he was saying things that he never heard of you know, like ski lodges and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's just like you said, Alex, it just stops to make you think. Oh yeah, for sure. The, like I said, it's, it's the references like how, how could they know? Right. His brain is a blank canvas at that point. Right. He's, right. Yeah. He doesn't have any of the memories clogging his, he doesn't, he hasn't done weed yet. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't, nothing is, is stopping him from letting all that come in. Nobody's told him that what he's saying is wrong. Nobody's taught him yet that you can't have a life from before. Right. You know, so he's, so this is all what he knows at, at what that age, point in time. Well, well, at what age did he stop? You said he stopped remembering that stuff. Like he forgot about it. It was, he, well, or, he just stopped talking about it. Okay. And like nowadays, if you ask him about it, he doesn't remember any of it, you know, but it really, it freaked my parents out. So they just kind of quit. Like once he stopped talking about it, they just didn't bring it up anymore. So at what point he actually forgot it or just stopped remembering it? I don't know, but I know it was around the time that he started going to school that he stopped talking about it. Hmm. 
So around five o'clock, around five o'clock, around five years old is when he when he quit talking about it. But he started around like when he started really speaking full sentences around three or four. He was talking about that stuff. That's wild. <laughs> I can't believe a uh, like to not remember it. That's the wildest part. It's like you had it and then nothing. I'd, so here's another story that that has me wondering like about all this kind of stuff too because so have you heard about the kid who his uh I might have even brought it up on the podcast now that I think about it but the kid who was a, a crewman on the Titanic no in a previous life uh so He's like basically starts telling his parents that around the same age that my brother was like, hey, I I died on the Titanic. And they're like, you did what? <laughs> like, yeah, like and like I remember watching a documentary about it and his parents were like, we never even we didn't own the Titanic. Like he'd never seen it on TV. This just like came out of nowhere. Right. He's just yeah. like, hey. By the way, I died on the Titanic. And so they're like, okay, well, they like got in touch with these scientists and they actually put together a like 3D model of the Titanic and was like, okay, we're going to start you on the deck and we're going to say, okay, and we just come up with like this random, like, okay, the captain's the captain's quarters and you have to on this 3d model like basically he's like walking through the ship like a video game right yeah we want you to walk walk us through directly to where the captain's quarters would be okay and like you and i could not sit down and get on this thing and just be like, all right, let's walk straight to where the captain's quarters was. No yeah. Way. Just bullshit, bullshit our way through it. Yeah. Yeah. This kid walks directly without a single misturn to the captain's quarters. And he's like, boom, there it is. They're Damn. like, all right, take us to the engine room. And then boom, he walks from there straight directly without a single misturn directly to the engine room and it's like he they do it to like five different locations and this five-year-old kid knew exactly where to go and how to get there without a single misturn and that was his claim was like i was like a crewman on the titanic in a previous life yeah and they couldn't they couldn't prove him wrong <laughs> yeah like, what do you say to that? Like, no. Uh, yeah, what's just, your rebuttal? Yeah, you're just confused, Tanner. Uh, <laughs> so then another story that uh, arose at, when looking into this was these uh, back in, I think it was the 20s or 30s, maybe, maybe earlier than that. I don't remember. Uh, there was these two girls brother or uh, two sisters and they were they were hit by a car like this lady was uh suicidal she'd lost her child in a freak accident 
and decided she was going to take herself out. And in the process, she saw these two girls walking on the side of the street and was like, I'm going to take them out with me and wrecks her car into these two girls and kills the girls and herself in the process. Damn. So the parents, the two girls, the dad has a dream that the two girls are going to be reincarnated back into his own family. Okay. Like a year later, the wife ends up pregnant and she has twin girls. The older girl and the young, the girl who's born first of the twins has almost the exact same characteristics as she gets older as the older daughter and the girl who was born second, the twin that was born second has almost the exact same characteristics as the younger girl that was killed all the way down to birthmarks, the way that they speak. The one girl had a, the younger girl had a stutter and the second twin had a little bit of a stutter. Like, I mean, down to these very minute specific things, and then when they got to like preteen age, um, like the the parents had like a thing between the mom and dad where they like like look we're not even going to bring up the two girls that had passed away before like we're not going to even talk about them to the twins like let's just leave it and you know focus on the twins and love them and not you know be all obsessive about the girls who died right so they like made it a point to not even talk about the two twins before or not about the two uh, older daughters before so cut to like these two twin girls being like 11 or 12 years old and they're sitting on the couch and uh the one girls laying on the other girls like laying her head on the other girl's lap and uh the mom comes walking in the room and just overhears them talking about like basically discussing how they died how they were like hit by this car and like how it felt to be hit by this car and then to like basically be put back in like like uh like they were discussing how they had an option, kind of like how you were talking about earlier, Michael, about how they had like an option to go back to the family that they had been in before. And they both agreed like, yeah, they wanted to go back to their mom and dad and they go back as the twins that are born. Hmm. And it's all like documented, like this whole the scientist guy was studying the shit and he had the whole fucking thing documented did you see that on the original unsolved mysteries in the 90s i don't know if it was on no, unsolved mysteries. sounds like something that would have been on unsolved mysteries though i've seen like a million episodes <laughs> like, yeah with robert stack gotta be the original robert stack episodes <laughs> actually i heard about that story on another podcast uh really? called uh i don't remember what it's called I have to look it up. <laughs> I don't remember what's called podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Great that, title. Called the I don't know what it's called podcast. <laughs> called Supernatural. No, Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. 
There you go. Shout out. Uh, You know, that's what I'm saying. You you start hearing these stories and it's just like, uh, you know, it makes you question this stuff because in the Western culture that we live in, it's, it's not like people are out here talking about it like crazy. You have podcasts like us, but the mainstream, you know, either you're an atheist, either you're an agnostic or you're a Christian. I mean, that's the mainstream stuff. So like me, I had to go and like research this stuff. Uh, but thankfully, I had a proclivity where I'm interested in it. But it's like there's this whole world that believes in reincarnation. And, and you start hearing these stories and it's like, you know, maybe there's something to it. And I heard in, in the stuff that I was researching that uh, it wasn't just the Eastern religions that believed this. The Greeks believed it. They had quotes from, I think, Plato. Um, and, and a few others where they had mentioned that they were going to relive again. And then also um, the, um, uh, a sect of Judaism believes in it, those that follow the Kabbalah. And so it's not just like an Eastern philosophy. It's, it's a lot of different world religions and world viewpoints that, you know, that give credence to it. So, you know, I, I hear these stories and it's like as far-fetched as it sounds, you can't tell me everybody's making this stuff up. And that's the thing. Like it, it makes you stop and, and really look at your life. Dude, even, uh, about it. even Norse mythology, we just did an episode on that. Oh, yeah. I saw that. You know? So, I mean, really we're the minority when it comes to <laughs> when, in the world. Right when it comes to reincarnation and thinking that it's not going to happen. We're so cut off. You know, the number one language in the world, Chinese. And I would never, you know, there's so many European countries, but it's just the ones that we stay close to, you know, it's just the ones that we see, but we don't see all the other stuff that's going on. Like the majority of the world believes in this thing. And so we've been cut off in some sense to it. I know that my son's, favorite song right now it's called he calls it the dragon song but it's got a title that i can't even pronounce and it's by a mongolian band and the reason why he calls it the dragon song is because when it pops up on spotify it's like a burning dragon in the background but it's a badass and it sounds like a like a metal with like a hard beat to it and uh and you can't understand a single word because they're all like singing in Mandarin. Are they doing that weird throat singing that yes. Mongolian? The, la, 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 la. Like yeah. it's like this, like it's in the depths of your like jugular where they're like, ah, la, 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 la. like, uh, yeah. uh, the name of the band I, is the HU. I remember I saw an Instagram post like that and this, it was like some guy playing that and he's like playing, uh, I, I don't know what instrument it is, but it, it like goes along with it and he's doing it. And I just happened to put a comment like, I would love to see this. And I was like, I wonder if there's a Mongolian metal band. Cause I want to see that shit go off. There and is it's it's called, someone. <laughs> it's called the HU man. Well, it's funny you said, cause somebody posted like, commented to me like yeah this band <laughs> i was like oh and they, and they all they almost said it like where the fuck have you been uh <laughs> right <laughs> you're not into mongolian metal uh i just found out about it uh so what else did you learn about uh reincarnation with all the uh late night studying that you did michael 
Me? Oh, hey, did you know this? That you could have been the parents to your parents. Did you know that, Mike? Holy shit. What yeah. if I was what if I was born uh bef- before they died though? It probably happened that way. It probably no, I- happened. Look, here there's a big difference though. I, I gotta preface it with this. There is a big difference in the modern people that believe in this stuff and then like where it came from the ancients and that's what i was trying to say earlier like the ancient people believe like that you you know it was all about karma and stuff but like modern modern mystics only believe that you come back as a human being they don't talk about like grasshoppers and stuff like that um and they believe that you're chained so like anything that you do you're chained by karma so like they talk about soulmates and evidently there's this thing. Have you guys heard of the Akashic record? No, no. So the Akashic record is this. Yeah. It's this thing. Um, and have you heard of Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet? I'll talk about it a little bit. It's the name sounds familiar, but I don't know. You need to check this stuff out. So the Akashic record is a, (laughs) sorry, I'm feeling pretty good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the akashic record is this thing that's above our atmosphere and in eastern cultures um all of life and also like tribal cultures and uh you know like uh indigenous cultures all believe that like the earth is not just like um one plane of existence that everything is connected so the spiritual realm is connected to the uh the earthly realm so what we're seeing, like, like I said earlier, like with the stars and stuff like that, like that stuff is also spiritual. And that's what we lose in Western culture a little bit because we see everything, you know, it, if there's a spiritual world, it's in a different plane of existence. Like when we talk about UFOs and stuff like that, like I would say that they're, they're either time travelers, like they're us. That's kind of what I think. Like they're us, um, yeah. they're, they're time travelers that way. But they see it all as, you know, the spiritual is connected to the earthly. And so I said all that to say that karma and also like reincarnation and all that stuff, like it is, we can see that stuff. So they believe like planets are like databases for, you know, us to go when we die, like all this stuff. And so like when we have like our parents, we've been connected to them for a long period of time through karma. And so if you have parents that are like really, um, you know, like mean or something like that, and you grow up mean, then you have this void in your heart um, that you're looking for. And so their whole thing is you need to find that missing link or that missing piece inside yourself, because that is drawing you to where you need to learn and where you need to grow and why you're here for this existence. And so if you had parents that grew up, you know, if you grew up any certain way, your goal in life should be to, to change that and always be open to where you can learn different things because you're here for that purpose. So like I said earlier, if you need to learn caring or need to learn love, like love is the highest plane of existence. If you need to learn those things, a lot of times you might come from parents that are, are not you know, the nicest people in the world. And so you have that void in yourself. And so you're here to learn that specific characteristic. So when you die, you can take that on with you to the next plane or the next, um, the next level of, uh, of life. 
the next reincarnation. And so I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but hopefully it makes sense. <laughs> but so how can I be my parents' parents if they were still alive when I was born? Uh, because, um, because the people that are around you, you probably have had some relation with. Um, so you could be your parents' parents or they could be your parents. Like when you came back, um, you could, the reason that they have your characteristics, you choose who you go into. And so if you have a proclivity to, uh, you know, angeriness or something like that, you're going to be a descendant of theirs because you've been tied to each other through karma. And so the people that you're around, you have a bond with. So if you do anything that's evil to someone and the guy used the example of if you rob someone, you're tied to them by karma. So the bad things that you did, you're tied to them because you owe them something and you're also tied to them until they forgive you. And so life, it's a really cool way to look at life because it really showcases the Eastern philosophy of how everything is interconnected. Right. You know, so no matter what I do, I'm, you know, I'm influencing someone else and I'm tied to them. Now, myself, I don't necessarily agree with the whole concept of karma. Like, I believe in the principle of it, but I don't think it's exactly how they say, but I can still learn something from it because no matter what I do, whether I'm a recluse like I am right now, and, you know, I just hang out, me and Kelly here. Or if I am, you know, the most vocal person in the world, you're still influencing somebody because, you know, maybe I'm not reaching out to the people that I should and putting love in their life or something like that. Or if I was more vocal, maybe I'm telling them the wrong thing. And so in some way, shape or form, everybody's interconnected. And I think that that's what all of this points to is that, you know, no matter what I do, I'm still a part of the bigger picture. I'm still part of society. And I still have a part to play in all this stuff. And so I don't know. That's what all this taught me. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. No, man. I, I agree. And <laughs> no, I, I completely <laughs> agree. I think that we are all like, do you remember uh, the, the movie where the guys go to this planet and all these the avatar remember the movie avatar yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all and all the all the creatures on this planet are all connected in their life yeah. system to the trees and all that and it's yeah. all connected i yeah. think i i really believe that i feel like that's how it is here we just don't know it we just right we just can't we can't sense that part yeah yeah and uh, you can see it you know you can see it in everything that you do and that that's why, have you guys heard, like, uh, my friend that I do the podcast with is a big gamer. I don't do many video games. I just got something. But when they talk about the, the people that compete in these gaming competitions, a lot of times Asians are the best ones that do it because they have a collective mindset, whereas people in America, they have an individualistic mindset. Mm-hmm. And so they're out for themselves, and people from Eastern cultures – they value groups more than they value the individual. And I think that this philosophy or religion, whatever you want to call it, points to that because it's like everything influences somebody else. And that's what I'm trying to say with all this stuff. You can definitely see Eastern influences in everything and you can see how it shaped their culture as well. Right, man, which is why they try and keep all their pyramids hidden from the Westerns. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I do got a question for you all since you brought up all this and it'd be a good way to a uh, l- little something to think about. All right. So you were talking about how each one of us has something to work on uh, to improve during our life and what we need to focus on. What do you think you all are working on in your lives? <laughs> Man, that's a good I'm gonna question. I'm going to let Mike go first. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got real deep. That's good. That's good though. Yeah. I, you know, I think that if we are being reincarnated to yeah. work on something specific in our life, and this is my way of rephrasing your question. So I have more time to think about my answer before I answer your yeah. question is that, uh, Basically, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I think that if we're all going to be, <laughs> no, uh, honestly, uh, really, I, I, I don't know. No, um, if I, if if I came back to this life to work on something specifically. I would think that my entire life would be somehow centered around that thing and what I, what it is that I'm trying to, to do and like the core of my personality. And I think the, the core of my personal life and personality is one rebellion (laughs) and, and two being spontaneous and those are the two things that uh, that like are just ingrained into my soul like i can't get away from it no matter what i do yeah I, i'm a i'm a fucking rebel and i'm spontaneous as fuck i want to everything i want to do has to be i can't make a plan to save my life i just yeah. want to do it and uh i think that's what it is i think i was a planner and I was a guy who always went by what they said in the past. And I was like, you know what? I want to come back as somebody who's a fucking rebel and is super spontaneous and just does whatever the fuck he wants to do. And then I, I was born and now I'm stuck doing this forever. Well, <laughs> I guess so a little food for thought. Uh, or if I could play devil's advocate. See, I would think it would be the opposite. If you were trying to learn a lesson, that means you don't know the lesson. So your life wouldn't revolve around said thing because you got to learn it. That's a so good it would be like whatever shortcomings you have right now, because whatever you are right now, that's where you were when you got here. Now it's time to learn the lesson. So it's either like, maybe like I need to learn patience or I need to learn like me, I need to learn how to like shut the hell up sometimes when I'm like in a group of people talking because sometimes I'll just keep yapping my jaw off. Uh, or I need to like like take a second and be like, oh, okay, maybe I don't get mad because I bit my own lip and there was no reason for me to like kick a trash can across the room. Like something like that, you know? I don't think that that's the case, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I like what you're saying there, but I don't think that's the case because there's no way I, dude, I'm not, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not going to be, ch- the, I, I can't change how I am now. Yeah. I am how I am. I know it. Like, and I, and I'm at the point now where I used to try and 
I used to try and change it. I used to try and go, oh, let's try and make a plan. Let's try and not be so like against the man, you know, (laughs) I, I used, I used to be like that. Like, like let's work in that direction. And then I was like, why? Like, let's, I thrive by doing that. Yeah. Like why? So why and try and why try and get rid of that? That's, that is who I am. Yeah. I want to be, and I'm happy being who I am. So God damn it. I'm going to be who I am. Maybe that's the enlightenment of it all. all. Yeah. Michael, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. I think I answered that 100% correctly. That was good. That was a good way to dodge the question. That was good. <laughs> no, I, it's funny you asked that, Alex, because <laughs> uh, I was thinking about that today, though, right? Like I was thinking about this stuff. And you guys don't know this about me, but I went to ministry school. Uh, I was planning on becoming a preacher. And the problem was that I think too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, they want you to believe everything that they, they teach you, but you, you know, you start looking at the principles of these ancient teachings. And when you see that it doesn't line up with, with what we're practicing today, you start to have questions that people can't answer. And so I said all that to say, I think I'm close to enlightenment. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think let me say it this way. I think that if I wanted to, I could achieve it in this life because you guys might've guessed already. I'm pretty crazy, you know, and maybe that's what, (laughs) maybe that's what the gods or whatever are looking for. Uh, Because if, if push came to shove, I could be a monk legitimately. Because I love this stuff. I love these conversations. And, you know, I'm married and, you know, I I got a life and all this stuff. But I feel like I'm one bad thing happening away from just moving to the mountains and just becoming like a a literally just starting an order out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, you know, not to toot my own horn and all this stuff, but it's just funny that you asked that because I was asking myself the same thing reading this stuff. And I feel like, and my whole family was like this, and maybe they're all close to it too. But like, I've got two aunts that were hippies in the sixties, you know, and, and they're very close to their spiritual, spiritual life. And I feel like in especially Western culture in America today, we lose sight of all of this mysticism and all of this spirituality. And I feel like, I think differently and you guys do too, but I feel like I think differently than, than our culture thinks today. And that's why we're having this podcast. You know what I mean? That's why we talk about this stuff because our minds are set towards something that's, you know, uh, not mainstream. And I feel like this is something that we've lost. So if we're trying to achieve this enlightenment, I don't know what it would take, but I do think, and maybe I should just go crazy and just go on a mountain somewhere and, and meditate all day. But but I, I think that I could do it. You know, I think that the fact that we're having this conversation means that we're one step closer to enlightenment. Well, you and were you just saying you were just that. saying oh, earlier that all our family is connected, right? It's connected, right? So you've right. got well, you've got know. your family who's right. all maybe you, your family is that close to finding enlightenment. And you guys have all been working collectively together and reincarnating yourselves into the same family collectively, getting closer and closer to finally achieving that, that great goal of enlightenment. 
Well, it's weird because uh, they're, you know, my whole life, my whole family, like I knew my family was different. My dad always talked about conspiracies and stuff when I was 12 years old, you know, and I think that it takes an the reason that they're interested in that is because they don't think like everybody else. The same with you guys. You know, we, we, we're talking about this stuff right now because we see that there's something that's amiss in the way that the common person thinks. And I think that that's what it all points to. And I, I just think that even the fact that we're having this conversation, even the fact that we're talking about this and getting these kind of insights out of it means that we have a loftier idea of what life is than what your average person does. You know, I'm not on TikTok. Like I'm not, on, you know, I don't like social media stuff. And there's people out there that are living just for that. And I think that there is a lot of space to be had, uh, a lot of room to grow in pushing ourselves to a more spiritual mindset, whether that's just philosophical for you or whether that's a, a religion or something like that. But I think that that, that is a, there's this idea of a uh, ascended masters. Have you guys heard of that? Uh, it's like um, in the Akashic record, essentially like people believe that you can go like Edgar Casey talked about this and he was a devout Christian. He's called the sleeping prophet. He was a devout Christian, but he would go into these trances and he started out like he was mute for part of his life. And he would go into these trances and would talk to these people about what they needed to do for the ailments that they had. Um, so people would come, come to him and say like, you know, my back hurts or something like that. And he would have, he would go into a trance and he would tell them what they need to do. A lot of it was homeopathic. A lot of it was, you know, just common stuff, but they would do it and they would get healed. And I think because he was such a devout Christian, he didn't understand what he was doing. But this guy came into, came to him and started asking him questions about like, uh, you know, new age philosophies. Like, you know, I've been thinking about this, like, uh, you know, what is the purpose of life or that kind of thing. And he would go into a trance and somebody else would speak through him and, and say this stuff. And he didn't believe any of it because he was a Christian, but it had a name. And he even said, hey, here's one for you, ancient uh, history kind of stuff. He said that there was buried tablets that are under, I think, the left foot of the Sphinx. And it, it hasn't been uh, tested yet, but they looked on there and saw that there is a room. They used some kind of... Um, something and saw that there was a, a room underneath of it. So they think that there's hidden tablets under the Sphinx because of the, and he predicted all this stuff. Right. And so, you know, I, I said that to say that even though I feel a certain way about all this stuff, I just think that we, because we think about this and because we're different than our culture that we do uh, have a better chance of enlightenment in this life. We, like we can attain it. I keep rambling. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> no, you're, you're good, man. Uh, Alex, <laughs> answer your own question. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. You're <laughs> I good. I know. No, no I, you you gave us a lot of information to take on. I was like, yeah, man. I've heard about the Sphinx underneath the foot, and yeah, the the like sonar radar or whatever that they did all that. <laughs> all right, uh, but back to it. They. Um, I mean, honestly, like it, it I've, I've got a little bit of your mindset, Mike, where I'm kind of like, I am, maybe I learned it at an early age and that's who I've become 
today or it's or it's either an ongoing battle so it's either like maybe one of the things like my family instilled is family and kind of always being there that's like one of like the the cornerstones of like I come from a large family, so I've got like, you know, my my dad had uh, eight brothers and sisters. And the one thing you don't do is turn your back on family because there's so many of us. I mean, you go to Thanksgiving, there's like 50 plus people easily. Uh, So it's either like maybe that was the lesson I was learned or maybe that's the one I already knew. And the thing I need to learn is... uh, uh, I don't know, maybe not to drink so much. Uh, (laughs) Or, uh, you know, just make like my own shortcomings of something as simple as like, I need to express myself more because I, I might be a little bit more uh, docile with uh, uh, maybe, I, I guess, uh, f- feelings and whatnot like that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually, I was working on a stand-up bit about this, but I, uh, I was working on a... <laughs> <laughs> a bit about how I miss being a caveman. Uh, like pre-wife, I was I was so happy and content, and I was just like food, find a woman, and you know drink. Like that was it, right? That was my. I, they weren't even emotions; it was just actions. And like I didn't feel anything other than those things. And then after her, you know, I'm watching uh, Coco, and I'm crying for no damn reason. And I don't know why. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But like, I'd never did this or like, you know, it's just shit like that where I'm like, is is this what getting old is? Or am I just like tapped into something new? Uh, I can't wrap my head around these things. Um, (laughs) or, um, uh, or I had like a, a a fear that I was a sociopath and I'm just now breaking out of it or something. I'm gonna play uh, Sarah McLaughlin behind <laughs> the, your entire answer. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just being real. Uh, if 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 that's what the universe is doing, it's it's me processing myself, self actualization. Uh, <laughs> uh, or it could just be I don't know how to say no and I keep drinking too much. I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> all right. So at this point in time, <laughs> right now, yep. Alex, do you would you say true or false you are reincarnated? The way I feel inside, Michael. Uh Mike, sorry. Uh <laughs> uh See, I've got to say no just for the fact I don't have any any kind of anything that says I was anywhere before then. What about you, Michael? True or false? Were you reincarnated? False. I believe that you go someplace else in your plane of existence, but I, I don't think that I have been anywhere else before. I'm going to answer my own question, and I'm going to say uh, just just to be different from you two fucks, I'm gonna say true. I'm gonna yeah. say I was yeah. I was fucking reincarnated. Where were you is the real question. Where do you feel that you were? God only knows. Uh <laughs> I will find out when I die and I go back to the bus station in the sky <laughs> and they have a little a little uh photo booth that I can climb into and it says 
uh, view your last pa- your past lives. And I put my hand on a thing and it shows me like video clips of all my past lives. Uh, there, there was a there, God, there was a movie, an old movie from like the 80s or early 90s where cocktail cocktail. I, just, I don't know. I am the biggest Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a great movie, man. And, People forget about that movie. And that that scene was not in the movie cocktail. <laughs> Trust me, I would know. <laughs> But anyways, there's there's this movie where this guy dies and he goes. It's literally a bus station in the sky. And it's like you're either getting on a bus going to heaven or you're getting on a bus and going back and re- being re- reincarnated and doing something over again. And while you're waiting and you're also being judged at this point in time, right? So like you, there's literal judges and they go over the, your entire life that you just lived and like all the fucked up shit that you did and all the great shit that you did. And they weigh it out and they say, okay, if you did more great shit than you did fucked up shit, you can get on the bus to heaven. But if you did more fucked up shit, then you got to go back and try over again. Right? So, in the process of all this, you have a lot of free time too while you're not getting judged because they're they're on a time clock, right? Because <laughs> judges only work a certain amount of hours a day. So while you're in the downtime, uh, there's literally like this booth that he goes into and it's like you can view your past lives and like or you can see how you died in all your past lives. And so he goes into it and he watches like, like in one life, he was this dude in Africa and get, he was eaten by a lion and like, he died, like he was drowned in this other thing. And like, he, he was an, an astronaut and like fell off of a space station or some shit. Like, I don't know. It was just crazy shit. Like all these different ways that he died. And he's like, Holy crap. So anyways, all that being said, uh, I'm going to say that I was reincarnated, that I've got an infinite amount of lives. Like I said, at the beginning of this episode in the past, I probably have at least a thousand more to go in the future before I get to where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) And, uh, that's how I look at it. There's a, a Bible passage that talks about this. It's in Daniel. And, there's this they're having this feast and there's a hand you might have heard of it that comes and writes on the wall have you heard about this anybody the hand it was just a hand no just a, what it writes a disembodied yeah. hand literally a disembodied hand they're having this feast and meanwhile there's i think it was the chaldeans that were attacking uh and it was someplace over in iran right now but what it writes on the wall is many many tickle you farce it which means you've been weighed in the balance and have been found wanting. And even if you don't believe in reincarnation or karma, you still have to believe that what you do on this earth radiates uh, in existence. So whether you do good or whether you do bad, in my opinion, even though I don't believe in reincarnation, I still think that 
the good that I do that I, on this earth will come back to me. And the balance that I have in my life, you know, hopefully it's good and hopefully I get good back. But I think that no matter what you do, good or bad, that that is going to come back to you. What you reap, you sow. So remember that. Rem- many, many tickle you farce it to, to everyone listening to this. And we will remember that. And you can find a ton more information like that from Michael Reimer on uh, <laughs> Celestial <laughs> Mystery Hour. Uh, I don't usually get this drunk on my podcast. <laughs> if you want to go ahead and promote your podcast for a minute before we get out of here. Well, I just want to let everybody know that uh, we do have Celestial Mystery Hour podcast. Um, it's available on every podcast platform. I really appreciate you guys letting me join your podcast. I'll be honest with you. I got drunk and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Dude, you can come back on the podcast anytime. And we're I appreciate about, it. We're going to and talk we need about to- <laughs> all the ancient uh, shit and aliens and Bigfoot and all that kind of <laughs> shit because that's what we love to talk about. Well, we need to have you guys on our podcast. We might do that now. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. As long as you don't mind us drinking while we're on your podcast. <laughs> the, the more drinks, the better. As you've seen on your podcast. <laughs> all right, Alex. And then uh, where can they find us at? Oh, you can find us on all social medias. Uh, let's start off with the Facebook, the oldest of all the social medias. Find us at thinks so, or I'm sorry, at Soberless Thoughts. You can also find us on Instagram at at Soberless Thoughts. I don't know why I keep wanting to say this. Uh, and then on our Twitter is the one I keep wanting to say at Thinks Soberless. Jesus. Uh, also, if you got any questions, comments, or if you just want to like throw out an idea, whether it's good, bad, or in between, you can email us directly at uh, soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to also like, share, and comment all things Soberless Thoughts on every platform that has podcasts. So all the iTunes, all the Spotify's, all the Google Plays, all that kind of stuff. That's right. And then if you uh, like what you hear here, you can also like what you hear over at the Celestial Mystery Hour with those guys as well. Also a great podcast. Uh, So when you're in the skillet and uh, you like to... Dude, I drank four Kentucky <laughs> bourbon barrel ales. Come on, you can do it, man. You were almost there. Yeah. But when you're in the skillet, when you're in the skillet, stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. Hell yeah.